1: Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news.
0: Hey, it is the good news. Donna Hetzler, author and speaker, joining me for some, one of my favorite good news stories, Donna. This one is going to blow you away. Can't but wait. It is. It is it. I've always kind of had a dream of maybe being a foster mom. I just haven't had my uh, told my husband that we're going to do that. You've yet. said that a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, but and this story really like set that in concrete for me. One of my girlfriends the other day posted on Facebook, by the way, we don't become foster parents for the money. In Colorado, my understanding is 300 and some dollars a month. Right. That certainly is an incentive to take on a child. You have to do it for the love and to want to have a positive impact Absolutely. on a life. And yes. you're going to hear this story that is a prime example, a perfect example of a God-fearing man uh, impacting a young uh, boy. Uh, that. Boy, the way his life has turned out, it's pretty mind-blowing. All right, tell us about your blog that we're going to discuss as well. Just give us a little you know, 30-second-minute snippet.
3: Yes, I was writing this morning, and the title of it is, What is Right Between Us? And uh, it's a little story about being at a wedding, a destination wedding in Cabo, and what the pastor said that really stuck with me that changed my focus. Wow. Is it helping your marriage and your life? Yes, it was about marriage, but in my blog, I change it to relationships in general. Okay. I so like it can help your relationships and you really connect in those relationships. And that's what I'm all about. You have a happy marriage already. I do. do. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. He's I've so seen fabulous. him with you. He's so He's... crazy about you. It's super sweet. I'm crazy about him oh, too. Oh, that
0: is so neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I sense that right away because at one of your conferences, he got up and spoke about you. Oh, and that's
3: how proud right. He that's is right. Of you. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was he's super He's my neat. biggest
0: fan, which oh, is so cow. cool.
3: And, you know, Dave is very, um, he's a wallflower. He doesn't want attention. And so he'll just kind of blend in with the wallpaper. And for him to stand up and say, you know, I am so proud of what you're doing and changing women's lives, I mean, that just melts my heart. So he's always behind me 100% and cheering for me. And and that's what it takes to to be a success
0: and, and do what I do, is to have that support behind me. Love super that. essential. All right, I want to talk to you about a good news story now that uh, really I think you'd have to have a cement heart to not have this warm your heart. (laughs) And it might even open your heart to uh, opening your door to um, other kids. I'm waiting for my kids to get a little bit older, but I always wonder when people are great parents and their kids move on or maybe they've lost a child. And I'm like, you are amazing parents. Why not become a foster parent? Mm -hmm. And this may actually give you the push off the foster parent cliff. Here's part one. Sophomore
4: Caleb Swanigan, number 50 for the Purdue Boilermakers, may be the most talented college basketball player in the country, but he is also the most unlikely. It feels like I just had two lives, really. It feels like, for lack of better words, it feels like I died and then, you know, got a a reincarnation. This is the new Caleb Swanigan. And this was the old. That's him in the yellow. Over 360 pounds in eighth grade. The only thing this kid could dunk was a cookie. But what makes his success most implausible is that for the majority of his childhood, Caleb was homeless. His mom used to drag him from shelter to shelter here in Indianapolis and across the country until 2011 when she gave up her parental rights. He had a little blue shirt, a tie and some khaki pants and had his little duffel bag on his arm. That's all the possessions he had. Yeah. Roosevelt Barnes adopted Caleb. At the time, Roosevelt was recently divorced and his other kids were grown and gone. And it allowed me to have somebody in the house that I can love again, really. Love and encourage. Rebound, rebound! Roosevelt says you have to encourage. Which is why when that 360-pound eighth grader said he wanted to play basketball of all sports, Roosevelt didn't try to lower Caleb's expectations. He raised them.
0: And he talks about faith. Yes. And you'll hear that in a minute. And because the reporter, Steve, was like, well, weren't you kind of like lying to him about his skills? And he's like, it's instilling faith in him about That's what right. was possible, but that we couldn't see yet.
3: And encouragement, too. Yes. Is such a gift. I mean, oh. you you want to do truth and grace, but you also want to encourage and bring somebody up and say, I believe in you. You can do this. I see talents in you that others don't see. And that gets
0: get you motivated and taking him in gave him someone in the house that he could love again oh
5: goodness he had
0: love to share you can tell he's a christian oh you definitely can part it's interesting because this reporter steve hartman with cbs he told me once in an interview that all of his uh, interviews are about two things uh, and i said what he said faith and family Mm. all the good news is about that here's part two
4: when he couldn't jump over a piece of paper i was telling him, you're great you're the best powerful in the world so were you lying to him no i wasn't i was speaking faith faith is the substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen and caleb believed i guess he saw something in me that i didn't see myself at that point it helped that roosevelt knew a little something about sports he played pro football in detroit and he now works as a sports agent so he laid out a program for caleb that included getting in shape and getting mostly a's in school as a result yesterday Caleb Swanigan was named an academic All-American, one of the top basketball players in the country with a 3.3 GPA to boot. Is this kid one of a kind? Or is he just one of many kids on our streets and in our foster system who simply needs someone to believe?
3: Oh, somebody to believe in you. That is right. the key, you know, saying it's that so all he, he needed. Could, yes, he just needed someone to stand behind him and say, you can do
0: this. Eight. Eighth grade, three hundred and sixty pounds, with Look a mom who dragged him. I know, it makes me cry. I've heard that story three times because yeah. I did. It, I used it on my other show, uh-huh. Daybreak USA, and I cried both times I used it on that show. And now a third time. Usually uh-huh. I could get through it once I've already heard it a couple times. But something about you know the faith that this man had, the love that he wanted to share, that love yes. that he wanted to teach this young man that he was valuable, that he was worth something, that he was capable of achieving his dreams, yep. and that he's an academic all star, and that he's this phenomenal, one of the best basketball players in the country and he was a 360-pound eighth grader whose life could have ended up nowhere totally different yeah if he did not have that love and support and so is he special or is he one of the thousands of kids that right now are in shelters or need foster families or you know uh, it's perplexing to me all of those little nuggets of gold around the world that may be out there waiting for love well he is
3: special because we're all special right it's just the person who adopted him Is special too, and he felt that calling from God and changed this. L- this boy's uh, life, so, so when are you adopting? <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with
0: fostering. Okay, I'm going to wait for my kids a little bit. Uh, my, my husband would flip his lid right yes. now. You know, he, if I, I'm giving a round of applause to fostering. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've got a couple of minutes uh, before we uh, change gears for our next guest. So yes. tell us about the, uh, changing your focus, your blog, about uh, this wedding that you attended and something the pastor said that's changed your focus in your relationships.
3: It has. So I was sitting there just watching the waves come in and not really paying attention and just being swept away by the romance of this gorgeous private beach wedding scene. And um, the pastor said something that caught my attention. And he said, "Um, focus on what is right between you. And so I looked up. And he's talking to the bride and groom. And he said, when life presses in, when disagreements come, and they will, focus on what is right between the two of you. Then he looks at the bride, and he says, look into his soul and remember what you love about him. And then he looks at the groom, and he says, when you look at her, recall all the reasons why you chose to say, I do. And I sat there going, oh, my goodness how this can apply not only to my marriage as i'm snuggled up to david you know on the beach but it can pl- apply in all my relationships so in my blog i say the coworker that drives you crazy because we all have one yeah what's good and right about her right. your son that you can't connect with what do you love about him your wife the one you promised to do life with recall all those reasons you chose her and as we focus on what is right between us we see us as god sees us
0: Oh, focus on that's what Dr. Joe Arve says a lot. Mm-hmm. Focus on the good things the good on what's things. Right. That's uh, right. So many of us pick out like a couple of negative things and put so much energy that we put a spotlight on the negative. Why not put a spotlight on the positive? Absolutely. I love that. Yes. And I want to make sure people can find you and your blog, Donna. So give us the website.
3: It's DonnaHetzler.com. It's D-A-W-N-A-H-E-T-Z-L-E-R.com. And then you can just click on the blog link. And I write a couple times a week there. And you can also find the Jericho Girls on our site as well. And we are women of the wall. We change our posture from bringing down walls that are built when you're a little girl to women who are strong warriors and fighting together and for each other.
0: Yay, be a part of a Jericho Girls. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, we are going to a change campaign. Years now and bring in a new guest. We've got two topics here. We've got, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we do. Success depends more on personality than it does on intelligence, which I think is very interesting. And then you've got the other one, GIF. It's about eight what?
1: Sources of strength powerful enough to overcome the fears holding you back. And I'm raising my hand in the air because that's me.
0: Really? I would have never guessed that. Angie Austin here along with my radio friend Gif. Okay, I did I did kind of my brother, you know, is a genius and he went to West Point Military Academy and uh, he never had to worry about his grades. He just, you know, excelled naturally. I did well, but m- math-wise, he was definitely a math genius or he went to his West Point um, military academy physics professor and he would like find mistakes in the textbook. Like that's how smart he was. And mm-hmm. so, um I I but I've been more successful in terms of my personality and my ability to get along with others. He's so smart. He doesn't understand why people don't understand the things he does. And so in this article, it says on Inc.com, it says um, only 2% of success is explained by IQ and actually personality is the majority of your success how you deal with others how positive you are et cetera, not how smart you are
1: i completely agree i mean uh, look where you and i both ended up okay you on tv and now and radio and 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 me in radio i was a lousy i was a c student i mean i just got through didn't care college was not for me and uh it, it just had nothing uh, but my whole career was built on the fact that i had a personality. Uh, the ability to turn things into jokes, walk around with a big smile on my face and make other people feel good. And all of a sudden, you know, I've got a 35 year career, um, but you still have to be smart enough to, you know, form opinions and also, you know, get those thoughts out at the same time. So, but I don't think that relates to IQ. You know, the people that can do math like crazy, I, you know, I admire them. They have their gift. Our gift is the fact that, you know, we can connect with people through our personalities and, and, and bring them into our lives. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do think yeah. it's a gift because when people say, you know, what, what's your gift? I'm like, um, I can, uh, uh, um, I can speak and I can make people laugh.
1: Yeah, it is a gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gif,
1: let's well, go. at least you can make, at least you can make yourself laugh. Right. And you know what? That, that's all I really care about sometimes. My favorite line is, gee, I cracked myself up. Right. I hope you enjoyed it too. Right. <laughs> so. All
0: right, so let's so, talk about fear holding you back because you say this is something that I surprisingly does. So to avoid absolutely. failure, acknowledge and compensate for your weakness. And these are eight sources of strength, power enough, uh, powerful enough to overcome the fears holding you back. And I always, when I think of uh, fear of failure, think of my uncle. Uh, He died way too young and he had a great voice. He could sing and he would, I mean, so deep. And a lot of people wanted to do voiceover work, but then he would back out saying, well, they want too big a percentage. And I'm like, well, right now you're getting um, 100% of nothing. So why don't you just try it and get started and see what you think? Uh, But his fear of failure kept him from doing anything.
1: Yeah, well, you just come up with an excuse to, uh, you know, to move forward and And I totally get it. Because uh, I, I don't know if it's part of what we were talking about before of, uh, you know, having a personality and things like that. Our biggest fear and most radio people that I know is it, it we're kind of social misfits when we get out into a bunch of people. I'm, I'm not, but I've known a lot of people that just can't even connect unless they're in a room by themselves with a microphone in front of them. Oh, I've done sales funny. and all kinds of stuff and it's always been really easy, but my fears of of failure and and more than anything else it's just straight up rejection and why the uh, outside looks confident and you know I know what's going on and and I can project that inside is this just unbelievable turmoil of oh my gosh what I don't know what it what if they say no what am I going to say next what am I going to do and it's like and it's paralyzing and i uh, you know what I've always found is, is uh, make sure you're up on the subject that you're talking about. Well, that's number
0: one, knowledge. So continue on. Actually, you laugh though, because every time there's a story in the news, if it's a gorilla story, everybody's an expert on a gorilla. If it's a shark story, everybody becomes expert on sharks. But you and I do uh, read a lot, and we know a lot about the world and things that are hot and topics and current events. So that knowledge is the number one tip in how to overcome your fears to have the knowledge. And you certainly need that when you go in for a job interview. A lot of people don't prepare.
1: Right. It's all about preparation and and going forward and knowing what you're talking about. When I was uh, doing sales, I was I was selling solar electric power, which was completely out of what I had been doing you know for radio for a while and I took a 3 year break and I learned something new I went and learned all about solar energy and how it works and 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 all the numbers and everything else and I had to know every single thing down to the final nut and bolt before I could go sit down in front of somebody mm-hmm. and then consult them into buying this and when I had that knowledge and, and when it was refined and it, uh, all of a sudden life became really easy. I wasn't afraid of failure then because I knew what I was talking about. Right. Um, and you can wing it. You, you sure can. I've got lots of friends that are amazing. At They are just as dumb as a sack of hammers. And they can convince you that that the sky is green. and And, and it's just because they have this gift. Um, I don't have that. I have to be fully prepared and there is no way in the world for me to lie or exaggerate or anything else well, because it would be off script for right. me.
0: Well, a lot of people do kind of say like they're lazy, so they wing it and they say, oh, I'm better at yeah. living." No, sometimes you're no. just lazy. You're not better no, at out <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the next, um, overcoming fear, openness. I guess openness to change because a lot of people fear change and also yep. patience. I think some people just expect results or success so quickly, and when I like put things up on YouTube or the internet or do a Facebook thing, you know, you see all these uh, YouTube people that are you know making a lot of money off of their content, their show, their whatever. But it might yeah. have been a kid that started in their you know bedroom six years ago and was patient. And we adults are not patient. We wanted yes. to start making money right away, and it doesn't. My friend did a YouTube channel. It took her like three years, and she started making six figures. But you would not believe what she put into that. Three Three years prior to making, excuse me, nothing.
1: Well, you hear that a lot. In, and I certainly do in the music industry. Oh, they're an overnight success. No, they're an overnight success that took 10 years to get there. Uh, there are some really great um, artists that are out there right now that are very young. Uh, they're 25 and everybody's going, oh, they're oh, just yeah. blessed. No, they started doing this when they were 10 years old in their bedroom, you know, sitting That's in true. front of a mirror. Right. And 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 we don't have patience. And I am I raise my hand and go. I am so guilty of that. Yeah, because me too. I, I've got a voiceover business that I've been building for the last year, and my patience runs out. And and I go and I get into this just self-destructive. I stink. I'm no good. Nobody likes me. Nobody cares. And uh, you know, it's really kind of a pity party, but it's mine, so I I own it. Right. But I have not ex. Uh, I've got the patience, things are starting to come around now and build, but it's been a year and a half of plugging away and banging on doors and doing all this kind of stuff, and you're like, oh this is exhausting exhausting
0: (laughs) exhausting all right let's give the last few um boldness you have to be bold and you know go for it and courage i think those are both really great i'm not going to go through all eight but i think that it's uh you know having the courage to face the you know rejection it's like when my kid went door to door um during the last snowstorm and asked if uh if he could shovel their walks for money and none of the other kids wanted to knock on the door but my, my my son's like a natural salesman like he finds it a challenge and so he's definitely got that courage to face his fears. All right, Giff, always a pleasure to have you on the show. You are a gift, Giff. Thank you. Uh,
1: you're so sweet. Have a great day. You too. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver.
0: Hey, it's Angie. Uh, Let's talk now to Adam Katz with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. And Adam, you help the kids whose parents are dealing with cancer because oftentimes the kids don't get to be kids when their parents are sick, correct?
3: That's it, exactly.
0: Peyton is 10, Rylan is 8, and they both would love to play a sport. They like basketball and baseball and soccer. For $100, you can sponsor one of these kids. How do we sponsor them for a sport this spring?
3: Uh, Give me a call and tell me which one you want to do. The sports are baseball, basketball, and soccer. They love them all. They cost about $100 each. The mother in this situation is battling breast cancer, so it's just gotten a little too expensive for them at this point. And the children shouldn't miss out simply because the parents are struggling right now.
0: I agree. Peyton is 10. Rylan is 8. They shouldn't miss out on sports. Their mom dealing with breast cancer. They're already going through a hard time, and this would allow them to be kids. If you wanted to sponsor either of them, call Adam at 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. Or go to DoreenKatzMemorial.org. All right, if you are looking for the most amazing place to go with your family where you will create so many memories, then go to my favorite place that hopefully will become your favorite place. YMCA the Rockies, two locations, Snow Mountain Branch and also Estes Park. They've got a deal now as you head into spring. Now dates vary, but the deal is phenomenal. Three nights in a lodge room for $168. And it includes two free breakfasts, and you get all almost all of the activities for free. You get to swim. You get to roller skate. At one of the locations, there's a lot of sledding. They give you the tubes for free to borrow. You can also pay a little extra for rock climbing. They've got a lot of neat events. But the cabin deal is also really good. A three-bedroom cabin you can get for as low as $145 per night. So it's a four-night stay in a three-bedroom cabin for $582. Call 888-613-9622. 888-613-9622. Or you can head to the website, ymcarockies.org. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. How would you like to help people of the differently abled community just by donating the things in your house? Yes, I'm talking about ARC. And guess what? You don't even have to take them to ARC. I go there and I shop with a purpose all the time and I buy all kinds of great stuff and it helps people with intellectual and developmental disabilities within our own community. But guess what? They'll come right to your door and pick up your stuff. I have them come about every month or two and I just put everything out of my driveway, put a little note that Says ARC on it, and they come right to my house and pick it up. And believe me, it makes me feel good to know that I'm helping some of my friends out in the community. So let's tell you how to do this, okay? Call 303 238 Jane. That's 303 238 5263. And they'll come right to your house and they'll pick up all your donations. And don't forget to shop at ARC. It's shopping with a purpose. I get all kinds of stuff for my kids there clothes, sporting equipment, boots, gloves, baseballs, bats, basketballs, you name it. Check out ARC. Again, shopping with a purpose and they'll come pick up your items 303-238-JANE. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday you offer for all of us, we can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better,
3: the key to depression. The key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise, but not a lot of it, just six to 12 minutes a day. And so when I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their fifties, sixties, even seventies on these workouts on Saturday at eight 30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12 minute workout. That's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results.
0: Yeah. So come to North Glen Saturdays. It's free. How do they reach you? Dr. Joe, call my cell phone
3: 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011.
0: Welcome back to the good news. The good news is we are going to be talking about the Courageous Faces Foundation. Trish Morris is here. She is president and CEO of Courageous Faces, and we have several of the Courageous Faces with us. So first, Trish, uh, welcome, and explain to us what the foundation is about, because you have a big
6: event coming up May 6th. We do. So Courageous Faces is a foundation that is based on quality of life for people with rare and severe medical conditions. We have faces uh, from all over really the US and the world and each one um, gets to share their story on our website, talk about who they are as a person, what they want people to know, and then also about their particular medical condition. So it brings awareness and education to the public for things that somebody may not have ever heard of and really shows that all of us are really just people and that everybody has something. That everyone has something and that we're all really just people. I love
0: that because I don't know why our society thinks that if you um, have, you know, a a rare and severe medical condition or you look different, that somehow you're different because they're, We all want the same thing, to be loved, to have purpose, to be encouraged, to have families, to have friends. So uh, that's one thing I've always been perplexed by, that our society might think because someone looks different that they want something different in life. And that's not the case. And so I think that what you're doing brings attention to that. um, My dad always says that there would be no discrimination against anyone if we were all blind he said that would just cut through cut through the chase because we wouldn't be able to look at each other and determine that we're going to treat someone differently because
6: of the way that they look or appear. Right. That's exactly right. And that's really what we focus on. And our event um, that's coming up, the Superheroes Gala, which will be at the Denver Marriott City Center on May 6th, um, is really to not only show everybody that we're all really the same. I mean, we're all human beings. That's what we are. Right. And then we all have something different. We're all unique individuals and individual beings. And so Courageous Faces on that Saturday night, all of our faces that are able to come in will come in from all over. We have faces coming in from Florida, Virginia, New York, Ohio, Texas, California, Colorado it goes on and on and, and I read one of
0: your Colorado stories I believe it's Jeff that we have with this is that right Jeff are you from Colorado
5: I am but I'm you. not actually one of the phases I sit on the board
0: on the board got it yeah Jeff's okay. our vice president and I read Jeff's story though he's on it's on the website correct correct all yeah. of
6: our board members And we have a very unique board as well because a lot um, of our board members themselves have either a rare or an extreme medical condition. And Jeff Carter is our vice president. Jeff um, was in the military and came back. I'll let him share his story. Jeff, why don't you talk about your story? Sure.
5: Once I'd been out of the Navy, I found a job flying for a helicopter company. We were fighting fires near the Tucson area when a mechanical problem with the helicopter occurred. Mm -hmm. And the helicopter crashed, hit the mountainside, exploded, and the wreckage and I tumbled about a quarter mile down the mountainside. My goodness. And I came to rest in the fire and was burned 57% of my body with third and fourth degree burns.
0: What a miracle you survived. I mean, when you tell that story, everyone's nodding. Um, well, let's talk about Jeff and also Trish, your passion for this. Okay, so Jeff, I'll get to you next then. You obviously have a passion for Courageous Faces. Where is that coming from? What what started all of this, that fire in you that wants to make this
6: difference? When I was um, a financial planner and a portfolio manager, you know, dealing with the stock market and, and the volatility and all of that, I worked with um, individuals with special needs. And so that was my volunteer life for 20-some years. Doing that, I loved it, and then when I retired from there, I was hired by another organization where I really got the nonprofit experience, and that made me realize that, you know, it was time I could start my own foundation and do something where I saw a huge lack and a huge need, and that was on the awareness of educating, you know, the general population that just because somebody looks different, that we are... You know, no different. And as you, you, you went right down the list, Angie, that I would go through of, you know, the, of what everybody wants. In, in life. In yeah. life. And These then. Basic um, needs and wants and desires. Exactly. And then I noticed, too, that there was a big need. Um, a lot of the people, not all of them, but a lot of the people with the um, severe and rare conditions, their family members either help take care of them or, you know, do a lot of the support. And a lot of the individuals are not able to work. So they end up in a poverty cycle, which is because so much of their extra funds of whatever they get goes towards medical things that they need. And then maybe one income is cut off
0: because uh, a parent or family member stays home. Uh, to care for that person, and we just heard a little bit of Jeff's uh, story uh, and the helicopter uh, incident and landing in the fire and uh, over half of your body uh, with third and fourth degree burns. What is your passion for sitting on the board, being the VP, and working with courageous faces?
5: I've enjoyed it a great deal, and it was honored when Trish asked me to to uh, join the board because I had first-hand experience of people staring. Uh, the the burns have left me scarred and. And disfigured and people stare and a lot of times they don't really know how to come up to an individual and say well wow what happened and um, with the foundation we create that awareness where people can learn about why someone looks different and and I love what the foundation does in terms of helping these people feel very special
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And
3: Jeff, what, what would you tell listeners? What's the best way to approach somebody who is different? And, and what would you like to see as
5: um, acceptance and just in talking to you like normal? Well, sure. In, in the past, when the early days of my recovery, I, I looked pretty bad. And people would stare. And I found it really helped. Someone would come up and say, wow, what happened to you? Or, I can see that you were burned. Could you tell me about it?
0: And, and see, th- I think people are afraid because they're, they're afraid they might offend you. The,
5: that's true to a great extent. Uh, th- they are just a little bit afraid to, to start a conversation. Kids aren't, though. I'll bet
0: kids ask you. Yeah.
5: You can, you can tell when the kids, they are just curious. Mm-hmm. They'd like to know why someone looks different. And once they have an explanation, the understanding... Just washes over them, and they can they can see that oh, there's an explanation. I can right. see what happened. Right.
6: Well, and one thing that we've talked about um, with all of the faces is that when, you know, in our generation, Angie, and I'll say ours, because we we're probably some of the older of of the group in this room right now, but we were taught not to stare. If you saw right. somebody in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. right. you looked away. And what we've done then is take away the fact that that's a human. Right. That's right. And they, rather than acknowledge them and yeah. smile at them, say hello, and if you wanna know something, ask a question, um, we look away. And so then they become invisible. That's interesting you say that because
0: they, they do become invisible if you look away, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, just to, to smile and say hello, as you would to anyone else, I've always really felt comfortable with people who are uh, uh, look different or who are differently abled. I do a lot of work, as you know, with ARC. And so for some reason, I think maybe it is because of my dad, my dad actually told me that story the other day about uh, he was interviewed um, uh, about all that he'd learned over the years. He's in his eighties. And he started to cry telling me the story of when he integrated the um, Boy Scout troop in his little, town. As a professor, he moved to a town where uh, the black and uh, white community was separated, and so he integrated his Boy Scout troop, and he started to cry telling me that, because he wasn't aware of discrimination of any kind for people who look different, whether it be color or a disability or a disease, and that's when he told me if we were all blind, we wouldn't have this problem, you know, (laughs) with people looking different and treating people differently. All right, I want you, Trish Morris, President and CEO of the Courageous Faces Foundation. We met your VP, Jeff Carter, and you've got two other guests with you from uh, Courageous Faces. So uh, let's meet the other um, ladies who are joining us.
6: So Glory came in from New York and Glory is a face of our foundation. And she is here because unfortunately on May 6th, But fortunately, she will be graduating uh, with a criminal justice degree, Um, so she's not able to come out on May 6th. So we brought her out for this week for um, a couple of the shows that we've done, as well as our kickoff event. And then our other face is Sammy, and Sammy is a new face of our foundation, so I will let them both uh, talk about their stories all right. Let's start with uh, you,
0: Glory, and we'll hear a little bit about your story. I met you over the weekend at a yes. charity event, so I already had the pleasure of uh, meeting you. Uh, and you're visiting. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, your story.
7: Well, I am a little person. My I'm a, I'm a my type of dwarf, dwarfism is a Uh My childhood was rough. You know, people picked on me. Um, people took pictures of me without asking. I School was rough because everyone, you know, they wanted to know who I was or who is that person that looks different. And the level of, you know, discrimination and ignorance was very intense. That I didn't want to go back to school. I wanted to drop high school. You did. And here yes. you are graduating now with a degree. Yes. Has it gotten better
0: as an adult the way people treat you? Because kids are so curious and sometimes so cruel. Obviously, um, you know, if, if with school being so rough, uh, you, you were bullied and picked on. Has it gotten better as an adult?
7: Yes. I get a lot of love. Oh, yes. well, you're so cute. <laughs> I can you. see why you get a lot of love. <laughs> sometimes I can't go nowhere when I'm getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Especially by guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now, okay. <laughs> wow.
0: So it's like a whole new new world from when you were a kid yeah aren't you glad you know there's that whole it gets better campaign about teenagers and how things are rough and how things get better as you get older so uh it, it it's pl- probably a pleasant surprise for you that life got so much better and easier in
6: terms of how you were treated
7: yes definitely well, right, one thing Sammy, that's interesting with
6: um Trish. glory is that um mention about your parents that you know when you were born
7: um well when I was born, my mom, my parents had the option to abort me, because they knew I was going to be a little person. So they ended up keeping me. But my up, my upbring, my upbringing was kind of rough because they didn't have the basic knowledge or understanding to raise a little person. So basically, my mom, I would say my dad, because my dad always protected me, but my mother was a bit mistreatment, mistreating me you know, I guess because of her history with her mother. And ashamed. Ashamed. yeah, and, she, and to me, I figured that she was ashamed of me. That she wasn't showing pride in you. Is yes. she proud of
0: you now graduating from school? Yes, she is. I'll bet yes, she, yes, is. she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, Sammy is here with her mom, Christine. So uh, Sammy and Christine, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your story, Sammy.
3: Um, So when I was a baby, um, I had a brain problem a brain
8: tumor and um i forgot (laughs) (laughs) i've seen hop
0: in there okay
8: uh we took the brain tumor out when she was four months old and it was the size of a grapefruit if you can picture that (gasps) in In a little baby baby oh my goodness super rare it was a choroid plexus papilloma really rare like super rare they took it out and then she was fine and then somebody made a mistake and she ended up having a hemorrhage um a really huge terrible hemorrhage so that left her um you know with hemiparesis so paralysis on her right hand side and um you know some other problems and but she's been amazing through the whole thing Um, and then when she was about five we realized that she was having um, a condition called es well we didn't figure it out till later but she started having seizures because of some of the damaged tissue the scar tissue left in her brain um and then we found out when she was about seven that she had something called ESES, that's electrical status ellipticus in sleep, which means she was having seizure activity all night, every night. And that continued for years um, until last April. <gasps> we were able to get a surgery really? um, in Miami. They they told us here that we could only get a hemispherectomy, which is removing half of your brain. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of operated under that assumption for several years, but we were able to find another way. And so far, things are awesome. But, you know, Sammy's had to deal with a lot of medical intervention um, and a lot of being different than her peers. And Um, how old are you, Sammy? Um, 11.
0: Now you're the exact same age as my uh, son, and he's in f- uh, fifth grade. So, how uh, talk about your experience with Courageous Faces? You're one of the new faces. Uh, what does this mean to the two of you, Sammy and Christine? Um, <laughs> does it make you proud? I don't know. <laughs> Are you proud to be one of the faces and to be able to be, um, you know, special?
8: I think you're pretty excited right now. Yeah. <laughs> the radio. This is actually our first exposure. Um, yeah. My husband has talked to Trish quite a bit. And um, it seems like an amazing foundation and so we're really excited Mm -hmm. well how
0: neat i just i I feel like um our society is becoming so much more open and accepting uh to people who um you know are different uh in terms of you know um, a medical condition again rare and severe medical conditions courageous faces foundation uh works to highlight uh, them and their needs and a big event coming up on may 6th uh, sammy one of the faces and glory uh, jeff carter uh, vp I just think that, you know, our high schools and our schools even, that we're bringing up a better generation in terms of how we're taught to treat people and how we're taught to welcome and accept people uh, who maybe look slightly different than ourselves. I did a little uh, something with my daughter the other day, and it was about how her fingerprints are different and um, how every person's fingerprints are different and how special that is that God made us all different. I said how boring it would be if we were all the same. And we did run across someone at the store that looked different, and she said, that's okay, Mommy, because
6: God makes everyone different, so they're beautiful. Oh, I'm sweet. Like, Oh, my gosh, it's the <laughs>
0: message I wanted to get through to you. Yes, and
6: I think starting, you know, um... when kids are younger and you know being exposed if you think about it if we were all sitting in a room and somebody with you know spiked pink hair and you know platform shoes that were six you know teen inches tall and they had all kinds of piercings and things you know we look around the room we would all stop and just turn and look because that's just normal human nature yeah but it's after that and what you do with that um... and accepting people as they are and seeing that everyone is beautiful as a person and in their own way. And with our foundation, we're going to be starting this year a program called Just Ask. And Just Ask will be um, around the country. We'll be doing programs with schools, universities, uh, hospitals, things like that to really talk to people and let them find out what some of these different and rare medical conditions are and then also how to ask somebody questions to, to really get to find out everything you want to know and then on top of our program um... we do quality of life things for people so for example reggie who is in houston he's fifty three he has neurofibromatosis and he has the um, an extreme case of it where the there are little tumors that grow on the nerves of the Correct, body right and his are so extreme um... that his left eye is down by his lip And from his knee down, it's 28 inches around because of the tumors. So I had read about him spending 25 minutes a day trying to put his pants on. And he would have to sew that pant leg together. Yeah, Yeah. And so we were able to get a friend of mine... Alan Rouleau, who um, has uh, his own show or his own store, to make a full custom wardrobe for him. Oh my
0: goodness, I love that. That is out of Boston, yeah. Beautiful. All right, uh, again, Courageous Faces Foundation, May 6th.
6: Where do we go to get more information about the gala and about you? CourageousFacesFoundation.org is our website, and people can buy tickets to our big gala. And one thing I wanted to mention is the World Classic Rockers are going to perform. These are original members of Journey, Boston, Santana, Leonard Skinner, And, uh, I mean, these guys are awesome, and they're going to do a concert afterwards, so you don't want to miss that. Wonderful. So thank you to Sammy and her mom, Christine,
0: to Glory, to Jeff, and to you, Trish. Thank you so much. What a blessing to have you on The Good News. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Do you feel down and lost in the past? Well, stop wearing the baggage of grief. You can set goals and move forward and stop getting caught in the pain of the past. Sandy Steffes with Spirit Coaching. She's been through it. She lost her daughter in elementary school and she now has an eight-week plan to get you out of your grief and out of your pain so you can feel joy again. Reach Sandy Steffes at Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720 353-9573. I highly recommend her, she's a wonderful lady and I know she can help you.
5: Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC thrift stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of
3: people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that.
5: I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about
3: reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people. A lot of different people I help
5: out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org.
3: It's a nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop.
5: And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store.
3: When
9: going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080. 303-457-8080 or SpineGeek.com. Maximized living. Adjustments for life.
1: Natalie Corrado of REMAX is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, LivingDenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said,
3: Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her.
8: And how about Jen and Parker?
7: What else to say about Natalie Carrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free and easy.
1: And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction.
9: And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it.
1: She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, Buying a new house or both. Find Natalie Carrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com dot and she will get the job done.
0: Hey, welcome to the good news. Well, we love Bethany Christian Services, and uh, this month is Counselor Appreciation Day that takes place, and so we have joining us Heather Burt, Executive Director with Bethany Christian Services. Welcome, Heather.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: You are welcome. All right, so let's talk about um, Pregnancy Counselor Appreciation Day and why it's celebrated across the country.
2: Well, we wanted to celebrate our counselors who do an amazing job of supporting expectant parents when they're facing an unintended pregnancy.
0: Well, and I think that this conversation is so necessary. I recently talked to a friend that did terminate her first pregnancy and then went on to have four more children, and she said, I just wish I would have had someone to talk to. So let's talk about the services that the – pregnancy counselors offer.
2: That's such a great example. You know, sometimes, Angie, we say we're the best kept secret out there. And I think that's what our counselors do is they come alongside these moms and these dads who are facing an unplanned or unintended pregnancy, which we estimate is about 37% of births in the United States. And they really are just somebody to listen and support them when they're in this situation. Oftentimes, they're scared and alone, and they feel like they have a lot of people telling them what to do and giving their own opinions, but they don't necessarily have anybody just to listen and help them think through, what what can I do? What is the right choice for me? And that's what our counselors do is they're just there to help them really think through what are my options? What, what is right for me and for my baby? And and these counselors in my mind are rock stars. They're just there to help them really guide them through the process. They, they're non-directive. They don't coerce them. They're just there to help them truly think through the pros and cons. What does it look like for me to parent? What does it look for me to have an abortion? What does it look for me if I want to consider adoption? What are all my options? It's such a crucial and critical time in their lives. And they're making these huge, tremendous decisions, not only for themselves, but for these babies. And they need somebody that can truly be impartial, not be judgmental, not be opinionated, but really just listen to them as they're trying to make the right decision for themselves. Yes,
0: someone... To come alongside them that's not telling them what to do but talking about the different options so let's specifically go through those options because i think there's a lot more help in this day and age for women who do want to put the baby up for adoption than possibly in the past there's so many options for that so let's talk about what the counselors uh give them in terms of those options
2: Absolutely. I mean, adaption is so different than it used to be. And, and sadly, it's that option that people oftentimes don't consider. They're scared. You know, they get information that maybe they're not educated about what adoption is and isn't. It's very different. We do mostly open adaptions at Bethany, where they can have ongoing contact with their children. They can identify the family. They can get pictures and updates and visits. We call an individualized because it's really their decision. What do you want? You know, what's important to you? What kind of family would you want for your child? What kind of contact would you want? And in this decision, the counselors are really going to talk about there's loss. No matter what decision you choose for your child, there's going to be loss. And so you have to be able to kind of think through the grief and loss of this situation. But I would say no matter what you decide, you're in control. And it's important for you to think that through. And to be able to see or have ongoing contact with your child, it doesn't make it easier. It can make it more realistic for you mm-hmm. to know that I can I can know that my child's okay. I can be able to talk to my child. I can be able to say, I love you. And I wanted what what I thought was best for you. Or if you have other children that you're parenting, they can have a relationship with you and they can get to know you. And I can send you gifts and, you know, birthday gifts and Christmas gifts or, you know, whatever kind of gifts that I want to be able to see. And, you know, I can have three or four visits a year with you or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you just, I, you know, or if I like sports or I like the ballet or I like to draw, you know, I, I can identify family that's going to be able to kind of build those gifts and those kind of things in you. You know, that's, that's so different than the way it used to be. Yes. You didn't have any contact and you didn't get to see your child in the hospital and they just kind of whisked the child away and you right. never got to know And you went through the mall. Is that my child? Is that my child? Is that my child? Right? And so I think it's important for your listeners to know that adoption is so different than it used to be. And again, and please hear me clearly. It doesn't make it easier. Nobody is saying that adaption is easy. Mm-hmm. It's an alternative where you can know that my child's okay and I, and I have control in the plan that I'm making for my child. And that's what our counselors do. And they come alongside and they stand in that gap and they say, what do you think is the right decision in this situation? Because we mm-hmm. want one walk alongside you and help you think through what do you think is the best decision. We're going to be with you through the long haul. Even after you make that decision, we're going to love on you and we're going to help you be okay no matter what decision you make. And that's what this day is all about, is celebrating who I think are the rock stars. At best mm-hmm.
0: best. I love that. If women or couples you know, want to talk with a pregnancy counselor because not just offering people who are in a pregnancy situation, the counseling of couples are interested in talking to a pregnancy counselor as well. Where can they get more information.
2: Absolutely. Go to our website, www.impregnant.org. That's I am pregnant.org. And we're here. We're across the country. We would love to talk with you because we know right now there might be somebody that's listening that's either pregnant or they know somebody that's pregnant and they might be scared and alone. And we would love, love, love to be able to help them because they don't have to be scared and alone anymore.
0: Excellent. Heather, what a blessing to have you on the good news. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
9: Plus.